Well, hello there, my courageous beauties. It is Wisdom Wednesday. It's a late Wisdom Wednesday, by the way. But hey, we here. Now, I am your host, Crystal. And of course, I have a special guest, which is my husband, Benny. Hello. Hey, everybody. So he's back, you guys. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into a pretty good topic today, we believe. And it is called God's Glory is revealed through broken vessels. So I'm going to start with a little bit of things that we come up with and um, like I like to do, and then we'll just get into more depth into the conversation. So you're going to hear from me for a little bit, and then we're going to share, share the floor, right? Yep. So one thing that Benny and I was talking about is, you know, we were listening to a Bible study last week and the person that was or the pastor was saying that you know back in the day that uh earthen vessels meaning vessels of clay were used to store prized possessions because they were inexpensive and so and they were common so it was easy to get right but they were easily broken they had to be handled with care but they were easily broken and if the vessel was broken then there's a risk that the prize possession would be revealed or be, you know, um, potentially spilled out or whatnot, right? Um, so one of the things that we thought about too is that you, you, it's it's even more reason for us to have grace for one another because no matter how broken a vessel is, you have no clue what someone has gone through or what stage in their life. God is allowing them to walk through to get to the glory that he has for them, right? To get to the revealing of what he has for him. So the thing we have to remember is that you can't have grace without love. You cannot have love without grace and mercy because God is love and he is mercy and he is grace. There's no separation from that. And that is why God can be all things to all men. And when I say men, I mean mankind. That means everyone. We have to realize that whatever troubles we face, we have to know that God put his glory in earthen vessels that were common and easily broken. Hmm. Now, I believe one reason was to confuse the enemy, to make him ask, why would we still praise God in the midst of our trouble and pain? But the breaking of the vessel was the whole plan to reveal God's glory. Right. Just as well as Jesus was the whole plan, but Adam was the first man, you know, but Jesus was who was going to save us all because he knew that Adam would be deceived. God knew everything. Right. And that's what we have to remember. So just because things happen, he sets up what looks like this may be a scenario in your life doesn't necessarily mean that God doesn't have another plan. Right. So just like in order to get oil out of an olive. It must be crushed. But know that God doesn't plan to destroy us. He he just wants our earthen vessels to reveal him and his power. So that's why trials and tribulations happen. And that's why we praise God at all times. And we do what Psalm 34 and 1 tells us. In the King James, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And something that we have to understand is that God doesn't just want some of us. He wants all of us. That the excellency of his power will make us strong when we are weak. 
God's power is is his awesomeness and weightiness, which under the pressure of it, our earthen vessel breaks to expose the weight of glory. We, we hold on the inside of us so that God gets the glory out of our lives. You have a purpose. He has a plan. And Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that he, he knows the plans for us, plans to prosper us, not harm us, give us an expected end. So you have to understand that God knows the struggles that you go through. And he knows the end before the beginning. So we have to trust the process, right? And know that God's glory revealed through broken vessels. What you think, Benny? <laughs> um, well, she said a lot. I looked over at her and I thought she was still reading. She was looking up at the sky. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> For the record, well, I write because I have a blog, so yeah. I always have notes so that I can post and over on the blog. She wasn't even looking at no notes, and I'm over here like, all right, that's a good script so far. <laughs> I look over, she's just looking up, so you know. Um, I guess I, for one, I can, I can, um. I can agree with her statements as far as like the broken vessel because mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like a broken vessel plenty of times. Okay. And um and it's been, you know, sometimes me feeling at my worst, like emotionally feeling like God won't use me or can't use me, and then he is somehow, some way mm-hmm. reveal himself to me, to you, to us in such a way that you know, it makes us want to bow down to his feet even more because it's like, wow, mm-hmm. God, I'm not worthy of your blessing, not even a little bit. And here mm-hmm. you are still loving me the way you do, still letting me wake up in the morning, still letting me breathe, still Jesus. letting me walk, still letting me talk, still letting me have have a mindset that I have, you know, despite of who I am and Despite the things that I've done, the things that I do, you still found a way to show me that your love is unconditional. And so that broken vessel, which Mm. is us, made by the hands, the potter's hand, Mm. you know what I mean? Made by his hands. And yet he still said he loves us and, 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 and he said he'll never leave us nor forsaken us. And he said, even if we make our bed in hell he will be there so you know all this time a lot of people a lot of places a lot of things circumstances churches a lot of times they make you feel like you have to be a certain way all day and um got to show you that you know even at your worst i won't break you even even if you only got a little bit of a little bit of you love i won't take it away you know so yeah. I'm here to attest and so many others that um gotta use a broken vessel. He he'll he'll use you at your worst, he'll use you at your best, he'll use you if, no no matter how you even feel about yourself. Um it's a lot of men of God in the Bible who wanted to give up. You know, they was powerful. You know what I mean? I think of Elijah. He was able to make fire come down, he was able yeah. to do perform miracles. But the moment his life got tested in a way, he ran off. He didn't want to deal with it no more. He got to the point where he said, God, just kill me now. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to live no more because 
I can't, I can't do this. It's, it's beyond me. Like, I'm not as strong as you are. I'm not as bold as you are. I'm not as courageous as you are. So just kill me now. And these same people, the same person who will make fire come down, the same person who will pray for the rain to stop, the same person who will pray for a famine to happen, the same person this, the same person that, yet and still is a broken vessel. And I feel like God made us this way so that, because if he didn't, then would we, would, would, yes, and would we even need him at that point? So as as powerful as we are, it's easy for us to get hurt. It's easy for us to get cut. Like I could literally kick, like I can pray for somebody, right? You can you can pray all night for somebody and you can watch things change for their life. But if I hit my toe against this bedpost <laughs> or against the wall, against the chair, mm-hmm. I'm in a lot of pain right. and I'm yelling and I'm screaming. So it's like it's a balance. God literally created us with such a balance, you know. Yeah. So. um, Yeah, it's God, God can use anybody at any given time, even people who don't believe him at the moment or even people like somebody like Saul who. Felt like he was doing the right thing, but he wasn't. Yet God used him. You know what I mean? And um, so that's something to look forward to. Like sometimes you you become a super Christian within your mind, yeah. and you and you too hard on yourself. You know what I mean? You think about where you started and where you at now. You never remember where you started because you forget who that person is. You just focus on who you are now. But that person before. Didn't even know how to didn't even know how to read the Bible really. Would get confused with the, by the thouest, mayest, weest person before only knew how to pray over food when they got something to eat. Person before only knew Kirk Franklin. I mean Kirk Franklin songs. That's it. The person before like all you all you didn't know half the things you know now. And some, but somehow, some way, you felt God's love more back then. Because of where you at, where you was at, you needed a savior. God opened his hands and you felt that how strong that love is. But then you get so puffed up to the point where you become elite in your own mind. And now you feel like you got to work for God's love. It's almost Be- like a performance. You got to feel like you got to work for God's love before you was just trying to get in the door. Mm. God loved you the same way that he did before that he do now. So God to use anybody. Amen. You don't have to add nothing to yourself or take anything away. In fact, there's a scripture. Um, I don't remember exactly where it is off the top of my head, but it says a bruised reed will he not break and a smoking flax he will not quench. And um, something that uh, a reed is like a plant that's by water. And it's pretty strong because it has to be in, it's in water, but it could get bruised. You know what I'm saying? Depending on if it's an animal that tramples it. So even if you've been bruised and broken by life's trials and tribulations, God's saying, well, I'm not going to come in and utterly destroy you. I'm going to use you in that state. And he said, a smoking flax, I will not quench. Meaning maybe you have been like a wick that was fully flamed before, but now the winds of life have slowly started to burn out your fire. And now it's literally just smoke coming out of the wick of the, of your candle or the wick of your life. Maybe one too many trials 
has happened and now you're starting to lose your faith. God said, I want you right where you are. I want you naked. I want you afraid. I want you in fear. I want you your bitterness. I want your temperance. I want your impatience. I want all of that because he can use you in your most worst times. Because here's the thing where you think you messed up so bad. God's like, okay, I was waiting for you to get right there. Because the thing of it is what Benny said about being puffed up in your mind, God, he does not going to, he can use you that way because he can humble you first. But the thing of it is, is it's better for you to hum be humble yourself and not allow a God have to not allow for God to have to humble you. <laughs> it's better for that. Right. And so I think that's why sometimes we forget our first love. We forget that that hunger and thirst after righteousness uh, when you're baby Christians. And that's why God, when you first get saved and you feel like you're getting super blessed and it feels so new and it feel, and not that it doesn't feel that way now, but I just think it's a, it's a number of things that happen. You get comfortable, you get complacent. Oh, God's just going to do it. Oh, God's just going to do it. And then you come to a crossroads in your life where it's like, okay, God said, I've been chasing you. Now you need to seek me, right? Why mm -hmm. I can be found. You need to seek my face. You need to call on my name. You need to follow my will and my commandments and all of those things. And it's not that he doesn't allow us to mess up because he is grace and he is mercy. But don't be deceived. God is not mock. He's not going to mess around with us always. But I think what also happens is you get into a space where maybe you go to a different church or you go here and now it's, you know, keeping up with appearances and learning how to speak in tongues. And then it becomes almost like this performance in a sense. Church is not bad, but sometimes it can, uh, the, the, I want to say the, um, stigma or the, what am I trying to say? It's almost like you didn't have an audience before when you were trying to get to God, but now you have an audience. And so it's like you go into these places and I've been to many different churches and it's no disrespect to the building or to the people or whatever, but you have to get a relationship with God. It's not about what you wear. It's not about the dance. It's not about any of that, because once you leave, you're still going to be who you are. So that's nice and everything, but you still you go in a broken vessel and sometimes you still come out a broken vessel. And so that's why you have to take the word of God with you everywhere you are. So you don't forget, you know? So that's what I, that's what I think happens. Well, I like what she said with the performance base. <sighs> well, so <laughs> you can go to church twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, five times a week. Right. And God says something like, I believe he said in, in, in Matthew, he said, when you do your alms, don't do your alms openly. Mm -hmm. I'm, par I'm paraphrasing. Like when you give to the poor, don't, if he says something like, if, if you if you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Mm -hmm. Or if you're fasting, don't be as a hypocrite who go in the corner of the streets and show themselves to be suffering and show themselves as if oh i've been fasting all week mm -hmm. praising god and the things of that nature right? right and you could get so caught in caught up in that that you're not even getting closer to god you're yeah. just performing mm -hmm. and you missing out you're not your spirit not really getting fed because 
You're not seeking God unless you're, somebody's watching you. Mm -hmm. And so you jumping up and down all crazy or hard, there goes your reward. Everyone exactly. jumping and clapping and, and that's your reward. But I, what I've, what I've been noticing, you know what I mean? That when it's just you and God alone in a room, alone in your car, alone in your bedroom, even on the toilet, mm -hmm. um, if you're not doing that stuff behind closed doors, then you're just going to be always getting, you're just going to always be performing and not really receiving God's true power. God's not really talking to you. Mm -hmm. Not as much as you're, he's talking to you, but you're not hearing as much as you could be hearing. You're not feeling as much that you could be feeling. If you're, if you, if you're not developing that relationship, um, behind closed doors because like like she said you can perform you can sing loud you can do all these things but if you're only doing it in a in a on sunday or during bible study and you're missing out on those five days you're only visiting god on sunday and whatever bible study day you're missing out you just that's just that's just two percent like you miss you missing the, you missing the rest of the week that's two days out of the seven days, the other five days, you just chilling, doing you, scrolling, going on YouTube, and you just wonder why your spirit is always off because you're not being, you're not feeding, you're not eating on God's word enough, you're not eating in his presence enough, you're not in his presence enough, you're only in it if if it's a nice band playing or if or you're feeding off other people's anointing, the ones that's really suffering and going through stuff. And they need God so much. And yes, they jumping up and down and you feeding off their anointing where you could have been doing it yourself all throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that used to get me bad is when I would feel convicted because Sunday come. Now you putting on your Sunday best. Mm -hmm. And when you get start, when the, when the worship music is going and, the, and the, you know, the press, the pastor it's telling you to lift your hands and you lift your hands. You feeling so out of place because you're thinking like I could have been doing this all week, mm -hmm. but I, I, I just, I rather, I rather just do me mm -hmm. and just, you know, deal with God later. Then you got to deal with you. <laughs> then you, then you wondering why you dealing with you all week yep. and a mess in your mind and a mess in your head. And you can't, and your faith is dwindling until you get a, another shot of Holy Ghost on Sunday mm -hmm. where you could be in his presence throughout the week. And then the more you keep doing that, the more you appreciate God's presence. It won't it won't really feel like it's something I had to. It's not like a chore. It, it turned into something you you actually enjoy doing. And sometimes I feel like um, like when you pray, you don't even have to get all deep. You can literally just have a conversation. Tell God your fears. Tell God your weaknesses. He already know. But building that relationship with God and, and, and trusting that you can entrust to him. That's that's another thing, too. Like like you being this this vessel that's easily broken. You got to show God that, hey, God, I'm I'm, I'm I really have an anger problem mm -hmm. today or as a lately. I'm really having a hard time struggling with forgiveness. Yeah. Or I'm really having a hard time with this or a hard time with that. And when you express that to God, I feel like 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 Jesus said, he said, go into your your closet 
into your secret place and pray to God secretly and God will reward you openly. Mm -hmm. God, God will reward you in such a way that you can't even believe it because you've been putting in that time behind closed doors and just, just spending time with him and getting closer to him. You seek first his kingdom, all this righteousness and all these things will be added into you. So, um, I'm going on a tangent a little bit, but that's all right. I just, um, but to the earth, like you say, call it a broken vessel. Mm -hmm. You called it. God's God's glory revealed through broken vessels. Through, it, he he will reveal himself to you. Like God can't just be taught. He has to be revealed to you. Mm -hmm. Like when when I see like people on TikTok making videos, like prove to me that God is real, and they want you to debate with them to you to them that God is real, and what they do is rebuttal everything you say. But the thing of the, the thing of it is, God got to be revealed to you. He has to be. You got to seek Him in such a way that He'll be revealed to you. You can't just. I can't just teach. I can't tell you to believe in God all day, every day, and this and this and this and that. You got to seek God yourself, and eventually He'll reveal Himself. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it with a with an open heart, with an open mind, He'll reveal Himself to you. Yeah, the thing that we have to remember is that we don't want to have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So in other words, you want what it looks like to believe in God, but you don't want to do the work. You don't want to take the time out because it is a sacrifice because we have to deny our flesh on a daily basis. Just like if you was on a diet and you wanted to lose weight, well, you got to deny yourself those things that you know is not good for you in order to seek progress, right? Faith without works is dead. So another, in other words, I can believe all day that God is going to save me but if I don't ask him to and invite him into my life, then I'm not I haven't made that first step. Right. And so that the whole point of this is to let you know that no matter how broken you are, God can use you right where you are. But we have but there's levels to it. Once you once you realize that it doesn't matter how broken you are, God is still using you. If you still got air in your lungs and you're breathing, God is he still has a purpose for and plan for your life. So it's up to you to figure out what that is. I read it was a like a little story, a meme or something that said it, it may not be your fault what happened to you, but it is your responsibility to seek God for the answer, to seek God for the remedy, to seek God for the cure. And and so sometimes you have to realize is that you are going to go through and each level there is grace and there is mercy. You go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. So when you first get saved, your life, it may seem like it completely changed, right? And then as you start getting into, you know, truly having a relationship with God, it's, he never promised you that you wasn't going to go through anything. He never said that even in the midst of your, your spirit being whole, that your flesh wasn't still going to be tempted. So you got to understand that our body is the vessel. We are the temple that God uses to put his glory on the inside. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. Jesus said when he died, I will not leave you comfortless. So he sent the Holy Spirit to reside on the inside of you. And when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you welcome him into your life, you have been saved. And if you truly believe that, you can do that on a daily basis. And the next step from there, like Benny said, is to get that relationship. Open up your Bible. You can get literally a plain English Bible. You can start where you feel comfortable. There's no rules to, you know, how you how you should 
um, you know, what type of Bible you should get. As long as it mentions Jesus, get it, you know, and a lot of times these Bibles out here, they'll have, you know, if Jesus is speaking, it'll be in red letters. So there's no confusion. Yeah. But um, there's there's, you know, study yourself. You know, don't just believe everything someone else says. Go and Google it. If someone is trying to teach you about the word of God, ask them to show you where the scripture is. Ask them to show you where it is in the Bible. You know, we are accountable for what we know. And sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And it's okay to ask. God says, if a man lacks wisdom, let him ask for it. So you see, there's so many levels where we can be broken on and God can use us at every stage. In every stage that you get better and you surround yourself with people that have a like mind and, you know, don't allow anyone to make you feel less than because you're not at, you know, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes. Y'all can't see it, but quote unquote, you're not at this spiritual level and this and this and that. Remain humble. Doesn't matter. It's not a challenge. It's not a race. You have a play, a purpose and a plan that God has for you. And what is for you is for you. And don't don't worry about no competition. Don't worry about looking at someone's life and trying to compare what, you know, your level in God is to what their level in God is. Because I'm going to tell you something. Everybody under the sun goes through in their life. Okay? Right before this podcast, I was crying because I was going through emotionally, dealing with things within myself, th look, thinking about the psoriasis and thinking about being overweight and thinking about just different things in my own life. And it happens a lot of times on the day that I'm supposed to do the podcast episode. Why? Because the enemy wants me to quit. He wants me to cave in. He wants me to lose hope. And the devil is alive. We're going to keep this thing pushing. Why? Because God has given me grace. He has given me mercy. So this is the least I can do is to, is to talk about him and to give him glory and to hope that it helps someone out there to be fed and to know that they too are not alone. We are all broken vessels and it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I heard Bishop T.D. Jake say one time, he said that we are marred by the potter. And what that means is I don't know a whole lot about pottery, but from what I understand is when you make uh, uh, say you want to make a bowl, right? A cereal bowl out of, out of clay and you're the potter and you're making it. And somehow you, you get a dent on the side of it. Well, some person may look at it and say, well, that's imperfect. It has a dent on it. But the person that made it says, you know what? You have no idea what it took for me to make this. And I left it just like that because maybe this was my first time that I made it. I'm just using this whole scenario, but the dent, and your life may be that you may be someone dealing with anxiety. That may be your dent. So when God gives you the keys to the kingdom and his in the word that says, you know, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. You take that key and that dent that you used to have and you tell the world about it, because the more you talk about your dents, your situations, it becomes a testimony. And what that means is you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So the more you talk about it in a positive sense, giving God the glory, the less it has power over you. And so that's not always easy. But if you have a voice to speak, you can talk about it. Right. So that's the keys that Benny and I use. We talk to each other. We talk to God. 
We talk to people who believe like we believe. You know what I'm saying? We we sit alone in silence. We listen to music. Whatever it is that you have to do to get out of this feeling that your brokenness is a bad thing, do it. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to God's word, because at the end of the day, this life is about God being revealed in us, right? And so just keep in mind that you may be going through. And I want to share a couple of scriptures with you. And if Benny has something else to add, we can. But we're going to um, start wrapping it up. Um, did you have anything you want to add right now? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. So I'm going to go into a couple of scriptures. And you guys know how I do. I like to a lot of times read you the King James version and then another version. So I had the King James and I amplified just to give you a little bit greater context. So second Corinthians four and 17 and the King James says, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Verse 17 says for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And actually it's uh, going to be seven, 16 through 18, excuse me. 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So I'm going to read those verses again. Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 is what it is actually. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, for verse 16, therefore we do not have become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted and wearied out through fear. Though our outward man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. Verse 17 says, for our light momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations, a vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. In verse 18 says, since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. So in other words, don't be discouraged about what you go through, even though this life seems like troublesome sometimes and you're going through and that our outward man meaning our flesh may be decaying. We get an odor every day. But knowing that when you try God and you try his word and you allow him in your life, the, temper the situations that you face, they're temporary. And what you see is not permanent. Knowing that the unseen is what is permanent and what really matters. God says that there is more for you than there is against you. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world, right? Romans 8 and 18 and the King James, and you guys have heard me say this all the time. 
For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Shall meaning it is coming and it is definite. It's not a maybe. It is a for sure thing. Romans 8 and 18 in the Amplified Bible says, but what of it? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, meaning this life, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us, for us, and conferred on us. So in other words, don't fret, right? And um, don't worry. Don't be deceived. Don't be dismayed. Don't think that God has forgot about you. You know, reaping may endure, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So that means, yes, you're going to go through. Yes, you may be broken, but know that in the morning, your healing will come. There will be a new day. God's blessings are new every morning and his glory shall be revealed in you. God is going to get the glory out of your life by any means necessary. So not just thinking about yourself, make sure you stop and remember when you're dealing with other people, don't be so quick to judge. Don't be so quick to place judgment because they too may be broken and I guarantee you they are. If they're still on this earth, they're broken. Yeah. Not that God has not made you whole. Let's not forget that. God has made us whole when we accept him. But he still says, I'll give you a thorn in your side because his grace is sufficient for you. We have to remember that sometimes things happen so that we will remain humble. Because if there was any perfection in us, in our, in our flesh, the spirit man couldn't prosper. Okay, because there it, we are in earthen vessels that are common and easily broken for the purpose of being able to produce more in us. And I know that's a lot to grasp and I know that doesn't make it always easier, but I can't I guarantee you if you keep trying at it, you'll understand it by and by. So I know this was a lot today. This was a lot. I really hope this has helped you to understand that you are a prized possession and you are bought with a price. Jesus gave his life for you. He shed his blood for you. And the least you can do is accept him and trust him and believe in him that he was, that he is, and that he is to come. All right. Well, thank you so very much, Benny, for joining me on this Wisdom Wednesday Courageous Beauty podcast. You're welcome. Every once in a while, you know. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, we love you very much. God bless you. And we hope that this helped you. And until next time, we are out. Bye. <laughs>